0: They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to Tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today.
1: Welcome to season three, episode 58 of the North American Outdoors Podcast. My name is Heidi Rayo, and I'm coming to you from the great state of Texas. Today I am so excited because in my studio I have with me the one and only great Miss Cindy Scott. Welcome Cindy to the studio. Thank you.
2: (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. so
1: So, the reason I brought Cindy today, I have known her for many years, long time, because she is another fabulous female instructor who teaches all things firearms. She and I have a very similar mission about putting more guns in people's hands safely. And the great thing about what Cindy does is she trains predominantly and primarily she trains women. So I brought her here today because I want to find out a little bit more about Cindy because I know her her end result in the great things she does with women and guns, but how did you get here today? So if you would, Miss Cindy, tell us a little bit about growing up, were you interested or did you come from a shooting
2: family? No, I didn't. Uh, My dad was a Marine. So Uh as a family growing up, we knew there was a gun in the house. We didn't know where it was. We weren't allowed to touch it or to know where it was. Um, So, no, we were not a firearms family. And when I was out of college and moved out, was in an apartment, the first time my apartment got broken into, which I hear all the time now, I'm not safe. I don't feel safe. I need to protect myself. So my dad said, all right, let's go get you a firearm. I'll teach you how to shoot it. And there you go. So I really didn't, it was just something I had to defend myself as someone climbed in the window or something. Uh, But what happened was when my husband, this is flash forward, my son is in high school. He moves for the corporate office, move to uh, a new town, And so I wanted to stay behind for a year and a half, so our son could finish high school in the same. I didn't want to pull him out right Right. before his senior year, so I'm going to be at home for a year and a half with my son by myself. So again, Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, because we didn't have any firearms in the house Uh, when my my son came along, we gave it back to my dad. So I took the LTC class. There was a couple of band booster dads that had said, come out to the ranch. We'll show you how to shoot. And
1: just to to clarify, in Texas, the LTC stands for License to Carry.
2: License to Carry, yes. And actually, at that time, it was the um, CHL, which was Concealed Handgun License.
1: And we have to have that here in Texas currently in order to legally conceal carry a firearm.
2: Yes, yes. What that piece of plastic, that license does is allow you to carry a firearm on your person or in your purse or carry it with you Uh, the nice thing about texas is you are allowed to own firearms and have them in your home or in your uh car things that you your premise but you can't really carry it on your person without a handgun license unlike some of the other states so i took that license license in class and i was hooked it was so fun and started shooting. I found a girl-in-a-gun women's shooting organization. There was no chapters anywhere around, but they had conferences and some training opportunities. The bug bit, and <laughs> it was my new best hobby. So from there, I was taking friends out to the range, showing them how to shoot. And within, within no time, it was, why don't you just do this as a business? You know, <laughs> Yeah. So... That's how it started. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. So when you were home with your son, was he interested in shooting with you or are you pretty much
2: flying yep. solo and yes. self-taught? Yes, and flying solo. The husband is like, who are you now? <laughs> so he, yeah, no, no, they don't. I mean, he'll go with me if he feels like he has to, <laughs> but no, so, but I love it. It's such a treat to get to go shoot for myself these days. I'm yeah. at the range all the time, every day. But to be able to shoot for myself, for me to shoot, right. I, I love teaching, though. I love those light bulb moments. I like that spark in the eye that, oh, wow, I just caught yep. what you were talking about. Yes, So that's what keeps it's just addicting
1: it is it is Mm -hmm. and and also what you find out especially you know especially being female Mm -hmm. um you're protecting yourself you know and if you have kids you know the mama bear comes out and Mm -hmm. i'm in the same boat you know i have four um and sometimes the husband's not with us and we're with our kids and nobody's gonna do it for us and so it's so, um, it's just responsible mm-hmm. to be able to protect yourself. Mm-hmm. It's empowering to know that you can protect yourself and it's just the right thing to do. So, um, if it's, if it's your right pathway, I mean, to, to be responsible and carry a firearm and to know the laws and to practice so you can do it well. Um, it, it's just a comfort. I find when I have to go places, and especially if I have my kids with me, mm-hmm. um, just to know that it's okay. You know, we're we're good. We can <laughs> we can go places, and exactly. I feel safe. You know, with my training and my surroundings, and always having my head on that swivel, knowing that I'm in I'm in control of my space. I'm in control of my mm-hmm. environment.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the thing that I've noticed with women' mindset is. For us as instructors, and Heidi, I'm sure you find this all the time. Mindset is so hard to teach someone. Where is your line in the sand? What is the mindset of to do what you need to do? And I find women don't have that, but when they have their kids with them, they are a whole different ball game. They are, as you said, the mama bear. They will. I find it interesting that women don't tend to have the mindset to protect themselves, but boy, they'll protect that family and they will fiercely protect the family.
1: That's right. And you shared with me a story about a friend that you know of Mm -hmm. that was doing some volunteer work and some people in the community were encroaching on her space and they were kind of getting pushy and Mm shovey and, Mm -hmm. um, and she was taking it. Mm-hmm. And so yes. share with me a little bit more about um, what it took, because she shared that story with you. And, you know, mm-hmm. She just doesn't feel comfortable anymore because this place that she volunteers, there's a community of people that hang out in that space that take advantage of her being alone, her mm-hmm. being a female, and they take advantage of that. But until she shared that with you and you got into her mindset, mm-hmm. um, share with me that little bit of transformation that you saw in her about... You need to draw that
2: line and, and what it did for your friend. Uh, it It's something I say to a lot of people, unfortunately, and, and it's always women. But um, when she told me the story, she doesn't have family, so she doesn't have kids. But I, I just said, hey, let's stop for a second. And I said, you need to remember and realize no matter where you are, what building, what you no one has the right to put their hands on you. Period. I don't care where you are, what the circumstance is. If you say no, no means no. Mm-hmm. Uh, no one has the uh, permission to touch you other than you. And if if they encroach on you, that's not okay. So I gave her some tools, some some verbal uh, commands, and she was just learning a firearm. That she was at a private lesson with me. And so I said, until you get that firearm and you're comfortable, let's get you some pepper spray. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of kinds. You're going to have some with you everywhere you go. You're going to have some at this office by your desk, mm-hmm. so that uh, so we showed her showed her how to use it. So no means no. And it amazes me how many times I'm having to remind women. I'm from the South. I was raised in Tennessee. So you said yes, ma'am no, sir, you were polite. You got in trouble if you weren't polite Mm -hmm. and had manners. Um, You don't have to be polite to someone you don't know Mm -hmm. if they're being forceful or they are encroaching and you're not comfortable. If you're not comfortable, regardless of where that line is, you're not comfortable. No means no. So you are allowed to be rude and say, stop, back off, leave me alone. Right? And a lot of times that's just not in our character. Right? It's not. It it really isn't, especially if you especially if you're in a service industry mm-hmm. where you're a customer service and and that's what your job is, it tends to flow into your personality. Yep, well the customer's always right, no yes. matter how mm-hmm. rude
1: or, you know, mm-hmm. boastful they are. If you're trained or your your job is of that, where the customer's always right and you do what you can to make that customer happy, unfortunately, that transfers into your own confidence sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you're
1: absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. So tell me when it was, I know you gave me your history of how you became interested in learning about you know firearms and protecting yourself and how important that is. When did you start seeking training to better yourself and to better your understanding and your knowledge when did you start really seeking some professional training and firearm education
2: interestingly enough it was within within the first six months uh but what i did do is i was googling on the internet where's women training mm-hmm. where is female instructors i was of the i just wasn't comfortable with a, a male instructor especially someone i didn't know Uh Sometimes for a lot of women, firearms can be very personal, mm-hmm. and they're not, it, it, it's it's something I do with a lot of my students. We have to learn to step outside our comfort zone, yeah. and that's not easy. So at that time, I was looking for a lot of women-based training. So my very first introduction to a formal education training was a three-day training camp for women taught by women. It was a group of women, and. That absolutely sealed the deal. Uh, Loved it. So I was looking for more opportunities. And that's when I found a girl in a gun shooting league. It's the largest women's only shooting organization in the country. Currently, there's probably 8,000 plus members. That's incredible. It really is. We have grown so much, as you can just imagine, in the last six to eight months. There is a hundred and fifty plus chapters all over the country, and we have probably six plus chapters just here in Houston area. And so, I started going to some of the training with them. When we moved to Galveston, I found a chapter because where I live there wasn't a local chapter, but when we moved to Galveston, there was a a girl in a gun chapter close by so I started I went to everything the female facilitator she was an instructor I was so excited to have a woman instructor yes they're hard to find yes uh, at least at that time years ago so anything she put out there to teach I was there I went to everything she did she started a leadership and assistant team for her chapter and Through invitation only, and invited a couple of us ladies to do some leadership with her. So, we help her run her chapter. So, that's really how it started uh, as far as uh, getting into Girl and a Gun. So, after a few years, when she stepped down, she asked me to become the facilitator. So, I'm the facilitator for the League City chapter of A Girl and a Gun. And we meet at a couple of ranges. And it is an amazing organization. So if anybody is listening to this, no matter where you are in the country, Google a girl in a gun shooting league and see if there's a chapter close by. These are a unique organization because it's everyday women. This is everyday moms that run a chapter and the ladies that come, it's a community you become friends you have friends to shoot with it's just a unique way to draw you in and there's a lot of training opportunities i could not i just couldn't talk about it enough to tell you all the amazing things that you have the opportunity even if there isn't a chapter they have a, a national e chapter uh, so you can still participate. And that's what I would actually started in the beginning. But it is a great organization. There's a lot of shooting opportunities. We, we have programs, as you know, that mm-hmm. we do in our chapter. So um, we take any person, no matter where they are. I don't care if you've never shot a gun before or if you are a seasoned competition shooter. You come, you're welcome, and we're happy to have
1: you. That's right. What I love about your chapter and and what you do with your group that you lead is you've identified a group of ladies who have been with you for a while, and they've risen to the top both in their shooting abilities and their communication skills and in they're just a hoot to be around yes, and they are. you <laughs> picked them out and they became your part of your leadership team. So mm-hmm. tell me what it takes to be part of Miss Cindy Scott's leadership team with oh, a girl and a gun. Oh, my goodness.
2: <laughs> uh, well... Really, interestingly enough, um, the first thing is we, we want to make sure that every single person that walks in the door is absolutely welcomed. We, there is no such thing. You're not allowed to not talk to anybody. Um, you get attacked by all the ladies in the community uh, in our uh, events so that no one comes in as a stranger. But you do not leave as a stranger. You leave as part of the community and you have friends. So the 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 thing that was the start for to be on the leadership team is to be an NRA certified range safety officer. That was really it. And then some certain cues and it's really people management. Um, I laugh and tease all the ladies all the time that we are cat herders. We are professional cat herders. That's what we do. (laughs) But it's fun. And so it's the ladies themselves that you don't know what you don't know. So every time you take a class, no matter what you think you may already know, you always learn. There's always these new nuggets. So just by encouraging these ladies to continue With their, um, their instructor skills, they all, they came to you as a matter of fact, for their pistol instructor (laughs) NRA and uh, most of them now, I think we may very well be the only chapter that has not just certified NRA and pistol instructors, a lot of them are getting the rifle and their shotgun instructor too. yes.
1: I've had the pleasure of working with your ladies. They've come to my NRA and what I teach. I know those of you that have listened to my podcast in the past, you know, I teach the NRA basic rifle, pistol, shotgun courses, and I also certify those who want to go on with their instructor training. I certify the rifle, pistol, shotgun instructor certification through the NRA. I'm also a range safety officer trainer. And so a lot of the ladies have come to my classes. And we... Have fun, and I pride myself in my classes. We you don't walk away not having fun. Very similar to Mm -hmm. your mentality with your leadership team, Mm -hmm. you know. There's no stranger. You come in as strangers, but when you leave, it's like you've already formed that community of Mm -hmm. like-minded other instructors who are going out to do great things and be the pied piper of you know the shooting sports world. So they've come to our classes, and I've encouraged them. They they came in with confidence and pistols, but stepping outside of that comfort zone and teaching them how to handle a rifle safely, how to teach rifle shooting, and same with shotguns. (laughs) And it was so exciting to watch those ladies who – had zero confidence in handling a shotgun especially mm-hmm. um, teaching them how to shoot a shotgun and watching them break clays and the excitement the, that light bulb the squeals the giggles um, you've heard Robin Putra being interviewed here on this podcast and just she's she pretty much encompasses the excitement that happens with your ladies exactly and yeah. learning those new skills and constantly striving for more training and more knowledge because we're 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 all you know programmed to once you get your foot your toes wet and then you get your feet wet and then you keep going there's so many different um Opportunities to keep on training and learning new skills in mm-hmm. the firearms. So one of the things that you work in your program, and we ch- teach a lot about this too in our NRA classes, is the Winchester Marksmanship Qualification Program. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the programs that we promote as a where do you go from here? So when we have students come to class, um, you know, they get excited. They're going to be teaching people now how to shoot safely and, and work their fundamentals of, you know, aiming, sight picture, breathing, hold control, follow through, all that good stuff. Um, now you get people empowered. Now they want to, you know, do more shooting. Now what, where can they go? And so we introduced them to the Winchester Marksmanship Qualification Program. So tell me a little bit more about how you took that
2: program and you've worked it to the nth degree. I'll be glad to. So um, a lot of the ladies that when they start new, um, we want shooting is a perishable skill, first of all. So anyone out there that is a shooter, you're going to know it's just like working out or staying, uh, uh, staying fit. You have to shoot or else you lose it. It's it's a perishable skill. So that is really the compass of what Girl in a Gun does. We have monthly programs, events, Girls Not Out, there's breakfast and bullets. We eat, we're eating bunch, so we always <laughs> go eat afterwards. But uh, So this enables ladies to come and get their hands back on that pistol to shoot. So what we want to give them is skill sets and objectives to continue their learning process. And the NRA marksmanship program was a perfect opportunity. You start at the beginning and then as they progress and Our chapter does it itself paced so that everyone can take their time. So if they get stumped in a certain level, we're here to help them and coach them through because it's for a lot of them. They've never even shot one handed before. So when they start getting to some of those levels, they've never done that. The accomplishment. Of getting that distinguished expert we make a big deal they get pictures every time they get levels the things women will do for a patch by the way (laughs) uh, is such an encourager (laughs) but we we just celebrate every single accomplishment and we I get so many times ladies at an event you know I had a crappy day at work today I almost didn't come I'm so glad I came. Yep. This was the shot in the arm I needed.
1: Yes. And that's
2: that's what that's what it's all about. So it's a huge confidence builder. I can see a difference when they something about the magic of that distinguished expert.
1: So the distinguished expert, um, for those of you not familiar with the program, um, it's a series of levels that you work through Mm -hmm. and they're self-paced. So the first level might be, you know, shoot this many rounds at this distance um, using your dominant hand or your dominant eye. And then you achieve that. And then You move to the next level and then you might have a little bit further of a distance or harder of a target to hit. Um, And then you might do a one handed um, Mm -hmm. drill. So it's a a continual um, increase in difficulty challenge as you work your way through each of those qualification levels until you get to the pinnacle, which is the distinguished expert Award. And that one, you do have to prove your skill in front of an NRA certified pistol instructor. Mm -hmm. They have to watch you and make sure that you've achieved that objective. And I believe, is that what you're talking about? Mm -hmm. When they reach that distinguished
2: expert, that's where you make your huge award ceremony. It, it it is and it is a timed event too, so so there's a lot of pressure. Um so there there's a lot of confidence building to yep. get them to that level and then to complete it. So we have the uh, so yes, we do. We do a nice celebration and there is um all kinds of cool stuff we do with them so that they know they're celebrated with their skill set. And a lot of the newer ladies This is something that they can look up to and know that they can accomplish and know they can do it. And it gives, it keeps them coming back. Yes. It draws them in. That's been the best program. I I tell anyone of the facilitators, it really pulls these ladies in and at their pace, they can accomplish each goal. Wherever, how fast or slow that it's at their comfort level, it has been a great program for us.
1: That's right, and I love the fact that it's that it's designed for women by women because mm-hmm. let's be honest, women learn differently, we mm-hmm. see differently, we hear differently than men. And you know, I'm sure you've had lots of training with guys. I've had lots of training with guys. And sometimes it's great. Sometimes not so much. Um, it can get frustrating when you're being coached by someone and they understand it one way, but they just can't communicate it to you or to me um, the way that they want us to achieve whatever goal that is. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear things differently. You know what I think of as in the front, it might be different from somebody else thinking of it in the front. You know, I always like to t- tell the story about the shotgun um, story where I had lessons by some professionals, love them to death. They're great instructors. And I was shown a target, a certain presentation of a target, uh, sporting clay, and I missed, miss. miss. I couldn't hit the target. And so he said, you know, shoot, shoot the front of the target, shoot the front of a target. It was a left to right, it was moving left to right. So my front was the, the um, way the target looked to me was, if you can envision the circle clay target, front to me was the six o'clock position because the way the target was angled, the six o'clock position or the bottom of the target was the closest to me. Therefore, that was my front. Well, I kept missing. Well, what was happening was I was shooting under the target. And so my instructor pulled a target out of his pocket And he pointed to me, he said, okay, point to this target and show me what the front is. And I pointed to the six o'clock and he's like, oh my gosh, he said, that explains everything. He said, the front is the direction of travel. So he pointed to the three o'clock position because that's the way it was going, so once I changed my mindset, changed my focus, it worked. Mm-hmm. So I love that it happened to me because we just hear things differently and our reality is a little bit different. So it helps so much to have like minded, you know, exactly. communication mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, not that he's a bad instructor, I love him to death, but it's just. Women hear differently.
2: We think differently. Think differently. Absolutely. Than men. We think differently. There is an excellent book I, I give to men instructors if they want to be able to teach women well. It is uh, someone, if you're in the self-defense community, you know, is Vicki Farnham of uh, Defense Training International. But she wrote a book. She actually taught men how to teach women. And these were men, male instructors she actually went to military bases to teach these firearms instructors how to teach the women because law enforcement, these women weren't passing and they could not understand why these women couldn't shoot. Mm-hmm. And, and so these men had to learn how to teach women. I'll tell you a funny story. So just so you can enjoy a funny story, she puts in this book. So she has uh, so these big burly marine Um, instructors and so she gives them their pistol and she's taken it from them and gotten this big giant sponge with duct tape and she's duct taped this huge sponge around their the handle of the pistol then she has all these walmart bags and has like four or five uh, boxes of ammunition so then she tells the instructors to present the pistol out with their arms extended. And they're all trying to shuffle and get their hands on this big, giant sponge. They can't figure out how to get their hands. So finally, they get their hands situated on this big, giant pistol handle. And she takes these Walmart bags. And obviously, the pistols are not loaded. Right. She takes these Walmart bags and hangs them on the pistols. And so I want you to stand out here for a minute with your arms extended. Well, the arms start shaking and the handles, and the pistols, and their arm, they're they're starting to get tired. They can't hardly hold this up. So after a minute, some of them are, are already coming back to compress ready. They right. can't hold the pistol out. So she looks at them and says, now you know how a woman feels. Mm-hmm. She said you could hear a pin drop. The next morning, she said those guys came in. I'm so sore. My arms <laughs> hurt. My back and all these things. But she said, now you understand what this is like for a, for a woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, having to try to learn how to shoot a pistol, that's way too big for your hands. You're right. not having a good stance. A man with the grip strength, he can shoot standing any way he wants. Not a lot of us ladies can. So it was a real eye-opening that she discovered that one thing really hit home for a lot of those guys. So she wrote this book and I... You know I can't recommend it enough for any of the male instructors that want to teach women right. and teach well to because the the thing about it being an instructor is it's not about you. you want that person to be successful and you want them to feel accomplished every time they're done with yes. you. So that's really where it's at. So it's just a matter of finding what works for that person. and it's hard for women if you've if you're a man and you're a big guy and you've got your strength, you've never had to deal with that so it's not even in your your thinking process
1: that's right that's right and and there are incredible male instructors that Absolutely. work very well mm-hmm. with both men and women mm-hmm. and there's great female instructors that work very well with men and women um and then there's others that mm-hmm. aren't um yeah. it's it's just on how willing you are to change the way that you you teach to change the way that you as an instructor think, because like you said, it is not about you. And I've been to several trainings and I'm sure you have as well, Mm -hmm. where the instructor has more of the mindset. Look at me, look at all my patches. Look Mm -hmm. how awesome I am. I'm in front of the class and you're not, you know, nobody wants to be in that kind of an environment. Um, And, and those kind of situations have really helped. I think Make me a better instructor. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. I, I could care less. I don't even, you know, boast or brag or anything about who I am because it's about you. You know, exactly. yes, I'm trained. Yes, I'm certified in these certain disciplines and why you're here. But now let's talk about you. Why are you here? Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about the student, the, the student's experience. What brought you here? I love how you start your training and, and I do the same. Why are you here today? Tell me who you are, where you came from, and what, why you're sitting in my chair today. Mm-hmm. And everybody has a different reason. Mm-hmm. And you might have that brand new first time, you know, owner of a firearm, you might have an extremely trained person that carries one every day of their life for work, or for protection or for whatever reason. So you're going to have a huge, diverse audience mm-hmm. that you're training. And the challenge for us instructors is to how to meet in the middle where we yes. don't leave anybody behind mm-hmm. and we don't talk, you know, talk too too slow where we lose people because it's too remedial. But what I do, it's the basics. Back mm-hmm. to basics. We want to teach people the importance of handling safety fundamentals because a lot of times when you you get so comfortable, you become complacent. Yep. And we see that all the time where all these, you know, Billy bad People are showing up with their <laughs> firearms and, oh, you know, I, I'm this, I'm that. But the range is the best neutralizer because we'll start somebody at three yards from a target and we put a nice, big, colorful target up there for them to hit. And the training pistols that we use are single shot 22 revolvers. They're single, a- single action and it forces you to slow down. Because a semi-automatic handgun, um, the faster you pull that trigger, the faster those rounds are gonna go off. And a lot of people train in speed. You know, it's how fast can you empty that magazine? How many shots can you get off at, at this many seconds? You know, a time, you know, a timed event. And a lot of people come to us with that kind of training but what i'm teaching you is how to be a better marksman accuracy by slowing down mm-hmm. and that's it, it's been fun to watch a lot of people that have a lot of experience in firearms handle those 22 revolvers, because a lot of them have never even handled a revolver. They're so used to the semi-autos that they've never, you know, those are old cowboy guns, you know, we don't have anything like that. But when we train with those single shot, those single action revolvers, um, it really makes you slow down. And it really makes you take your time. And after a couple cylinders of, of shooting, They're fun. They're a lot of fun to shoot, but the range is a great neutralizer. It's just to Mm -hmm. slow down and remember that when you're teaching new people skills and marksmanship and accuracy, sometimes you just got to take a step back and slow down.
2: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I'll, I'll tell folks a lot of times, if you're in an advanced class, if it's a good advanced class, it's really advanced fundamentals because... I will tell you, and this is what I tell all my new students, you're never too good to take a fundamentals class. World champion competition shooters, that's all they do. They concentrate and study every single fundamental, and they accomplish it very well and repeatable. So really all training, that's what it should be, always. That's
1: right. and that's what training is. It's mm-hmm. back to your basics yes. and how you were trained and how you learned. Mm-hmm. So um, so what are some of the different topics that you do at your Girl in a Gun um, meetings when you have your organization, when you have your
2: range days or mm-hmm. your… Our Girls Not Outs events. Girls Not, yes. Well, because of our numbers, we actually have a classroom… Uh, uh, class and we have range time and so we have to divide the group into two and then after an hour we will switch so we're doing an incredibly lot amount of activity in those two hours but everyone gets an hour at the range and then everyone gets uh, a classroom so some of the topics we've talked about we rolled out this year very appropriately, about dry fire because of the lack of ammunition sales and the availability. Some ways you can you can even, if you only have a half a box of ammunition at the range, do some dry fire in between that to make that half a box last longer yes. while you're in the range. So a lot of programs and things drills skill builders that you can do at home with dry fire we've done just this last month we talked about grip strength and so all the ladies got to measure their grip strength for each hand and what's some things we can do to strengthen our grip and strengthen our forearms and our shoulders we it, it the topics sometimes usually come from the women what do you want to learn um, it, it's just all kinds of different subjects that pertain to the interest for the ladies.
1: Well, and that's a huge deal is it's for them. Mm-hmm. and Exactly. So
2: when this you, is your, yes, you get that chapter. feedback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This
1: is your chapter. What do you want to exactly. learn? exactly? So your chapter might have some different presentations and topics versus another chapter somewhere else in the country based on what might be relevant to
2: them at that time. Exactly. That's exactly. Uh, every chapter will be different and it, we meet at indoor ranges, so our activities may be limited to indoor range top activities. To whereas another chapter may meet outside and can do a couple other additional things that we aren't able to do. So we do try to find programs that pull the new ones in to get them coming back and to have other programs for the advanced shooters to give them challenging things. So they we want everyone to grow wherever you are at that moment to give them to continue. And that we have that ability at least so far. So you
1: never run out of topics. Oh gosh. No,
2: (laughs) No, we never run out of topics. (laughs) So is
1: your chapter predominantly pistol
2: skills? I would say so. Uh, It's funny. It cycles some. I, I have a lot of my new students that will start coming to the chapter man, they progress quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, We will have people cycle in and out depending on how busy and hectic their life is. Certainly COVID has kept a lot of our regular members at home because they're just, they, they have... Relatives or family members that they just don't want to get out and exposed, so it, it cycles around. But for the most part, I think it is uh, because we don't have the access to an outdoor right. range that we can do shotgun or any of those kind of things. So uh, yes, it is pretty much that's right. Uh, that or self defense, uh, non shooting things like that. So
1: great, great. So how many years have you been involved with a girl and a gun?
2: Um. Well, I've been a member since their second conference. I don't know what year that was, (laughs) Um, but since we moved here, it's been about six years, maybe seven. So, uh, actually, had a chapter close by that I could be a member of. So, about six or seven years, I guess.
1: So, hats off to you (laughs) for growing the chapter. And I've just ever since meeting you and your leadership team with a girl and a gun. They are they are incredible. I have done nothing but promote every time I have a lady that comes into my class that's new to the shooting sports and wants to get more involved. I am constantly pushing them to go towards a girl and a gun because Thank what you. what great skills and what what great confidence
2: mm-hmm. that
1: you guys promote,
2: you know, in everything that you do. Exactly. I, I think being a good leader or being a good instructor, y- you want to look at their strengths, except weakness, we all have weaknesses. But. Really promote and give them the confidence through grabbing that strength, and and that's what pulls them in. At least that's what I've done with my leadership team. I have some amazing ladies, and between the different girls with what is their strengths, they make me look awful good.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: It's not me. It's this whole leadership because we really truly are a team. I can ask one of them to do something and and it's done. I don't have to worry about it. They take it and run with it to the nth degree. They do a fabulous job. I'm lucky.
1: I think um, personality types like yours and mine, we kind of surround ourselves with those type A go-getters, very highly Mm -hmm. organized kind of OCD, CDO (laughs) ladies Mm -hmm. that, you know, we're so OCD that we have to alphabetize it. Yeah. that that helps in promoting Mm -hmm. everything that we do is because we know we can count on and rely upon our teammates. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I am so appreciative of you coming today and (laughs) sharing what great things that you do with a girl in a gun. Is there any last minute plug you'd like to make for the organization? Um,
2: I think even if there isn't a chapter around, I think you need to Google the girl in a gun website and you could spend days. There is so much information. If you join a girl and a gun, you have access to a 200 plus page shooting journal and answer the questions. You get a color track of where your skills are. You have 12 months of dry fire, 12 months of live fire that progressively build on itself is an excellent tool. So even if you don't get out of the house, you have your own personal training instructor that was um, created just for you. It's awesome. And you can repeat year after year because your skills are going to build. So you'll be in a new uh, color track and you have a whole new year of things to do. So it's, it's a great organization and it's piggybacked well with, with my um, business. So it's just been a, it's been a good hand in hand partnership.
1: I love it. Well, thank you so much for spending your time with us here today in my little podcasting studio. So (laughs) this is Heidi Rayo and my friend Cindy Scott, and you have heard another North American Outdoors podcast. For more information, visit northamericanoutdoors.org and follow us on Instagram at North American Outdoors. Have a great day.